Today I am going to be talking about the things that we need to be aware of if we are leaving maybe a conventional, traditional 9 to 5 job to pursue, you know, a creative venture or become a freelancer or start consulting in any creative field really. So anything outside of, you know, having a steady income with an employer who pays us each month. And I was really prompted to talk about this today and do like a braless and barefoot segment on this today because I've been hearing meeting a lot of people who are about to become freelance or that is their goal and they've set that goal for 2019 and I've heard a lot of a few people on some podcasts say that this is what they're doing I've seen online on Twitter etc people saying you know just quit my job now the greatness starts. And it's really interesting for me um, this far along in my journey and being a mentor because I meet a lot of mentees who have the same goal or who have just done it. And it's not always what they expected it to be. And I just thought it would be useful to share some tips or some pointers to be aware of, because I think the reality is nothing really can prepare you for a time when you are rowing your boat by yourself. There's actually very little that can replace the lived experience, the first-hand experience of making money and relying on your talents and your strengths and your skills to do that, where there isn't you know, a regular pay date necessarily, where your income you know, ebbs and flows and goes up and down. How do you plan? How do you live and thrive in, you know, that reality, which is uncertainty? And I thought it'd be helpful to share some pointers. I have talked about this before during, you know, previous speaking opportunities and also on this podcast show, but way back in season one. Okay. So what I have done is actually put the links to those episodes as well into the show notes so you can access those ones you know I talked about why overgiving in your business will kill you eventually and your business really important especially when you first start out I've also talked about what to do if you feel like giving up And the last one was a recording or a summary of a talk that I did um, at the University of Arts, I believe it was, in London. So, and that was all about how, or the things you needed to know when you wanted to, if you want to start a business. So you can go back and look at those links, they're in the show notes. But today I wanted to just do a very abbreviated, to the point, braless and barefoot segment about you know, what you need to look out for. The first thing, and this is the thing that I'm going to mention first because it's really, really, really important. It's not more important than some of the other things that I will mention, but it is important because this is the key really to whether or not you can stay the course. Keep your eye on the money. You need to know where your money is coming in from, okay? So you need to make a list. What are my products or services? Who are the customers for those products and services? How do I reach those people? And you need to be doing that consistent self-promotion and marketing 
consistently because the reality is you don't always know where your leads will actually come from and they do often come from the most unexpected places it could be word of mouth recommendation it could be someone seeing your portfolio or your work online via social media there are so many channels through which customers could come. But you have to be consistently self-promoting and marketing your services and products. No money means no business. And this is something that I tell my mentees all the time and I tell it to myself and it guides a lot of the decisions that I make for my own business. Where is the money coming from? Okay, so keep your eye on the money because this you may well be enjoying this process. You may be a creative, but you need to know where the money is coming from. It's really important that you have a plan. You have a list of what you're offering and how much it costs. What's your fee? Okay, because. You need to make sure that however you choose to price your goods and services, that is enough for you to live on. Okay, so whether you're doing sole trader, you're a limited company, however you choose to operate in terms of the structure of your business, ultimately you need an income. And one of the most basic ways to make sure you're making enough money is to price correctly in the first place. Now, this can be a very tricky area for new freelancers, um, new consultants, etc. And it does take time sometimes to slip into that groove of knowing how to value your work and your time. It does take time. But from the beginning, be realistic. Think realistically, rather, about how much you need to live on. There is no point in lowballing yourself and selling things for cheap or selling your services for very cheap because you've got travel money, preparation time, maybe research time. Okay, there's all of those elements. Your time is also worth money. So make sure your pricing strategy makes sense and allows you to actually pay some bills, right? You've probably got rent, a mortgage and all the other bills, phone bill, travel money, as I say, all of those coffees that you buy when you go and meet someone for a networking chat. And I'll talk about that later. You know, all of those things cost money. So understand and know and plan where that money is coming from. Where's that income coming from? I can't emphasize it enough because sometimes it can feel so liberating, right? You feel like, yes, I've made progress. I've got one over them. I've handed in my resignation for this job that I don't really enjoy. Yeah, happy not to have to see these people every day. Happy not to have to clock in every day at nine o'clock. Okay, thank God I don't have to go to, you know, drinks on a Thursday night, Friday night with Bob and Tom and whoever. Great. But the reality is Bob and Tom, who stayed in that job, who have to wear the tie to work every day, they know what date they're getting paid. So it's really important that you might well feel, you know, really, you know, excited, invigorated, enthused. But the reality is, where, when is that money dropping into your account? When is the money dropping? So really think about, keep your eye on the money. 
Now, the second thing I would say in relation to that or following on from that is the 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 blessing and the curse of networking, particularly in creative fields. What you will find is that a lot of time wasters come your way. Okay, they'll say I must catch up need a chat now what you have to do and maybe this will come with time is get that balance right between having chats that are actually productive where you're learning something potentially okay and you're building a legitimate you know contact you're building your network for the future but one thing you don't want to do is waste your time where you could be developing yourself or developing a service or selling a service or product to a potential customer who is going to lay down money. You don't want to be wasting that time having these pointless chats. And again, time is money and travel costs money. So all these times you're zipping up to, you know, Costa here and Vapiano there and, you know, all of these places, Soho House. And I'm telling you this because I've done it. I've done it for years. You need to know what the purpose of that chat is because there's some people especially if they cold call you or cold email you depending on who they are what company they work for you might be better to jump on the phone or on a skype call or however you do it a google hangout because in that call you haven't had to travel you can sit there in whatever you dress in to work freelance or maybe you work from a local coffee shop or maybe even a co-working space, wherever it is. But you can get on a video call or a phone call and ascertain who they are, what they want and if there is any potential synergy and a potential to collaborate or to you know share resources and networks without spending your money and your time going to meet time wasters. And I'm being this direct because it is what it really is. You will meet a lot of time wasters. And that's okay because it teaches you to get much better at being able to filter out people who really and truly are not adding anything to your network. Often you'll get emails now that say, you know, let's meet for a coffee or I'd like to pick your brains. Very common terms, but really they're euphemisms, much like, you know, Netflix and chill, because what they're going to be doing is asking you questions or trying to glean information from you, which usually maybe you would charge. See, the knowledge and the information that you have sometimes for people that you've never met before, for example, maybe not friends or, you know, genuine peers and, and, you know, contacts that you have in whatever creative field you work in. But a lot of the time people are coming to ask you questions so that they can take that information away and do what they will with it. Now, remember, knowledge and information that you have is, is valuable. It's worth something. And if you spend all your time doing these coffee chats and catch ups in bars, you are basically wasting your time and money because you could be paid for that knowledge and information, okay? Now, it's really important to be aware of how you use your time and all the time that is spent in meetings or coffee chats, etc. because it can be an area of your business that you are basically hemorrhaging money without realising it. The third point that I would share is that you need to know yourself outside of your work. And this can be quite tricky for creatives, whether in your, you're in music, art, you're a videographer, photographer, 
whatever it is, because you become very attached and in tune. And to a large extent, your creativity, it comes from you. It comes from within you. So it can become who you are and how people see you, how you see yourself. Now that's fair enough. The thing is when you start, you know, trying to build a business and monetizing that creativity, you're switched on 24 seven. 24 7 24 7 okay you have to know yourself outside of your work because when you start trying to monetize and you know have a plan and a strategy sometimes things take longer than you expect sometimes things go wrong sometimes things are harder than you expect particularly the business side of it because you might know your creativity you know you've got that now you need to make sure that you know your value and you know that you have value outside of your work because if things are slow if business is slow or you have a down day or you get a difficult client or you lose a client okay which is something that can and does happen and I think I've written a blog piece on this actually potentially and I'm not sure if I published it yet I'll have a look and I'll try and put the link if I haven't published it I will publish and link or I'll record another segment but you can lose clients. It happens all the time. Or maybe you don't even win a contract that you've spent a lot of time putting a business case together for. Maybe you've gone on a number of meetings. It's happened to me before. And people have, you know, decided not to take you up on your service or they've gone with a direct competitor. It's happened before. And I've spent a lot of time. I've traveled to that meeting, you know, or those meetings. I've put a business case. I've chased, you know, I've done the proper sales process. And it hasn't come through. Now, you need to see value of, you know, you need to see your value outside of the contracts you're winning, the work you're winning and your creativity, because the two aren't exactly the same. Yeah, you're trying to monetize a talent that you have. That doesn't mean your talent doesn't exist when you don't always manage to monetize it. It's really important because that can help you stay stable, keep clarity so that you can keep going. Which is why it's really important to make sure you take care of yourself as well. Your mind and your body. So your emotional health. You know, everybody has mental health. Because right now there's a buzz about mental health, you know, and mental illness. And talking about it as if these people are a separate segment of society. And actually all of us have mental health. The same way we all have physical health. But as my mum always says, the question is how well is it? How stable is it? How self-aware are you? Okay, so anybody can develop anxiety, you know, worry, all of these things for any period of time. It could be for an hour, could be for a day, it could be for a week or much longer. It's not something that, you know, only certain people can be susceptible to, which is why when you're going freelance or you're becoming a consultant and you're stepping outside of the structure Although it may feel boring, that structure and restrictive, but that structure that a nine to five type of job can give you, nonetheless, if you're stepping outside of that arena, it's very important that you're taking care of your mental and emotional well-being, i.e. and your mood as well. Mood is huge. And I think mood can be maybe easier to understand if we use that term mood. Okay, how do you feel today? 
How do you feel when you get up in the morning? How do you feel when you're having to go to see this client or actually deliver the work that you, you know, are being paid to do? Maybe kind of being aware of your moods and almost learning how to regulate those moods, whether it means you need to listen to music or you need to go to the gym or have a chat with a friend, whatever it is that you need to do to regulate and be aware of your moods, because often that can be a very good way of gauging where you're at emotionally and mentally. There's also the issue of physical health, because one thing that can happen a lot to freelancers and consultants, and I'm, you know, I've talked about the fact that I am fat. um, Looking after your physical health is really important. So where you can, you know, it's really important to integrate you know, regular exercise, because it has so many benefits for not only your physical health, but also your emotional and mental health. And even if it's just a walk every morning, you know, before you, you know, actually have to leave the house, maybe go to the coffee shop or see a client or go to a co-working space, go for a walk or go to the gym or do a DVD. There's lots of videos on YouTube from, you know, slow paced Pilates and yoga right up to, you know, insanity. Find a way to incorporate physical fitness into your routine. It's It will actually make a difference. Again, helping you regulate your mood, giving you clarity and keeping you physically fit. Because the big thing that people forget when they go freelance or become a consultant is that you are your money. Okay, so especially if you're a creative Your talents and strengths and skills are coming from within. You therefore have to look after that within. You have to look after that within because if you fall sick or you're having a down day, you are the one who has to pick yourself back up, especially if you've got clients relying on you to deliver. If you need clients and you need to keep setting up that pipeline of clients, you need you to be well. So it's really important to take care of yourself. And that can be more than or separate to going out for drinks with friends or going to, you know, loads of these networking events. Great fun. okay? And yes, socialized network. It's all important. But, you know, going out four or five times a week, for example, can be taxing. You, you know, talk to some of these event promoters. Yes, they make money. Yes, they appear to be social. But a lot of the time they're tired and they're juggling managing their own physical and mental well-being because if you're working throughout the day and you're running events in the evening or you're even just attending events you know five out of seven nights it gets taxing so really think about actual you know practical beneficial ways that you can have a break and have some time out and some time to yourself, whether it's with somebody else or other people, but not necessarily in these kind of really high sensory environments where there's music, there's speakers, or, you know, there's dancing, there's drinking, because after a while, that also becomes quite counterproductive. And that's why also you need to find the right support. So you need to have that friend or family member or a fellow freelancer whoever it is who understands you and allows you to have a vent if you want to, allows you to say today was a bad day or I'm feeling X, Y, Z without them losing respect for you, without you losing your dignity and maybe even without them, you know, feeling as if you're failing because sometimes your family and friends, if they're still in full-time traditional work, you know, 
if you have a period of time where maybe business is slow or you're struggling, they may think to themselves, well, why are you bothering to do this? Because this clearly isn't working. Go back to work. You know, find something else to do. Or maybe you're not as good as you think you are at this. And that's just a natural human thing because ultimately the genuine ones, they mean well because they want you to be happy. So they're going to suggest things that they think will make you feel better, that will make things better. So don't take some of the comments that come from family members too personally or friends too personally, particularly if they are not freelancing or consulting or running or starting a business themselves. You know, recently I was asked to feature on another podcast for, um, again, about business, but it's for kind of potential entrepreneurs and new entrepreneurs in developing countries. And the co-host um, said something really interesting to me and I had to totally agree. She just phrased it so, you know, well, don't talk business with people who are not in business. And that was one of the biggest things that she learned because if you're not in business, if you're not trying to start a business, run a business, if you haven't been running a business, you may not be aware of all the, the, the dynamics and the variables and the emotions and, you know, all of the things that go with that, you know, I can go to a fellow business person or a fellow freelancer and say, do you know what, my goodness, this month has been slow, or this month's been really hard, or I've been working extra hard this month, you know, or I'm not sure about this month, or I don't know if this service really is, you know, working, I'm, I don't know if I'm connecting with people during my sales conversations, and they will take it for what it is. They understand the context, the background. They're not necessarily going to see you differently either. They understand, you know, they can relate to whatever it is that you're discussing. They understand that, okay, maybe, you know, today you're not feeling your best, but that doesn't mean that tomorrow you won't. Or it doesn't mean that you're failing overall. Or it doesn't mean that this business, you know, is, is a bust. So talking business with other business people is usually better because it's within a context and it is almost a safe zone. So bear that in mind. Don't necessarily expect your family and friends to automatically understand, relate, um, you know, to whatever it is that you're experiencing because they care about you, but they may not understand the dynamics of business per se. And that will colour how they respond and what advice they give you, even if it is well-intentioned. And I guess my last point, keeping this quite short today, is people come and go. Okay, you will meet lots of people on your journey, particularly at the beginning. If you've really gone out there and networked, you will meet lots of people, lots of different people. Some people you'll get on with. There's a genuine instant connection. Other people, mm, not so much, but maybe over time, sometimes who knows? They come through for you at another time on some other project. But recognize people come and go. People really do come and go. Sometimes they get on that train and they're on it for a stop or two. Some people seem to be like they'll be on it with you to the end of the line, you know, all the way from Lucian to Bank on the DLR. But I tell you, sometimes it's a blessing if they get off early or when you don't expect them to. Even if, you know, you feel a bit puzzled or confused or even hurt or used, it's a blessing when they get off that train. Okay, so understand that nothing is forever. Be genuine in the moment. Try and be smart and discerning and know how much to give to some people. Okay, and then brush yourself off 
and keep going when someone gets off the train. So that's just the braless and barefoot segment for today, which is kind of the real things, you know, this is the cold hearted truth of what to be aware of when you step over into that freelance consultant world.